the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. One. Okay. Uh, that was a horrible start. I'm I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm just going to own it. Uh, Welcome to No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts. I'm here in my dining room in Indiana. Chuss is still in his basement in Pittsburgh. They don't ever let him out. They just make him sit there (laughs) and force him to watch the Denver Broncos. Um, That's all he would talk about yesterday on Christmas. He texted me and he just goes, the Broncos suck. And then sent me his fantasy football stats. Uh, Nathan Hackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, was fired today. What do you have to say about that, Chuss? Do you think it was a legitimate firing? Uh, so basically kind of a little backstory of um, just from my perspective. Um, basically yesterday um, for on Christmas Day, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just going throughout my day. I decided to watch the Denver Broncos Rams game. Um, I also watched the Miami Dolphins game, which we'll get into at some other point. Um, but I was watching the Broncos game because on my fantasy team, I put in Denver over Dallas's defense this week because, you know, up until this point, Denver had only led up. I think the highest was 28 points to Kansas City. So when they were projected like six or seven points this week, maybe even eight. Um, and even with that, even with Gardner Minshew being in for the Eagles, I thought I'm going to take my chances and put in Denver's defense over Dallas's because I need points because at this point in time, it was, it was a, it's a two weaker playoff. So, um, I was down by like 25 points. So I needed like high scoring and, um, I did end up winning. I have, uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill to thank for that. Um, but oh my goodness gracious boy, was I stressing out yesterday all I needed them to do was not get blown out <laughs> and they got blown out. Luckily, luckily it wasn't like a 500 yard passing game for Baker or like 500 yards offense. Um, but it just, I was at negative four for Denver. If I would have gotten to negative seven. So if the pick six in the game didn't happen and it was a long bomb from Baker to, you know, whoever um, I would have lost probably. So um, I, you know, I really, I have, I just have no words. I think Russell Wilson is not cooking. Um, I saw a video where literally it shows Russ with a chef hat on and he's like cooking and the entire stove is on fire. And then the entire stadium in Denver is on fire. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's literally a dumpster fire right now in Denver. Um, but going back to the normal question of, uh, do I think Hackett was a legitimate firing? Um, you know, I thought that they would, if they, I feel like at the end of the season, they might've evaluated him a little bit more, maybe considered letting him go or just going with it for next year, maybe running a different quarterback or whatnot. But I think they fired him definitely based on the score of the game. I mean, you can't even, it was what 51 14 and you're a four and 10 team. It's one thing like 
I, I always go back to um, last time Steelers blew out a team was in 2018. They blew out the Carolina Panthers uh, 55-14. Now, granted, Carolina ended up falling apart after that. But in in the sense, like Carolina didn't fire their coach after blow, getting blown out fifty five fourteen because they were six and two, losing to another six and two team, bad game. But the, the, this just makes Denver look really bad. You, you're not getting anything on offense. You haven't done anything all year. Just to get blown out by another four and ten team, just looked really really sloppy, really really bad. Um, yeah, I think Sorry, it was a yeah legitimate uh, firing. You lost you lost to a four and ten team that's been decimated by injuries as well. Exactly. And, you know, you don't have you, you don't have Cooper Cup in. Um, I don't believe Aaron Donald was in. Matt Stafford was hurt. You know, they pulled Baker Mayfield off the streets after leaving Carolina. Um, like your wide receivers are like people that I've never even like when watching the game. The only person I really recognized on the team because I'm not a Rams fan was like Cam Akers. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> like so other than Baker, obviously. But I like, I think like, yeah, I mean. I think the only starters were Cam Akers and Tyler Higby. Uh, oh I yeah, think Van Higby. Je- I don't think Van Jefferson started at the beginning of the year. I think yeah, I think Van Jefferson did. I don't even I don't even remember his name being called at all. Is he still hurt? Is he even was he even in yesterday? I thought he played. Maybe he didn't play yesterday. I thought he played yesterday. But yep. I know Ben Skoranek's out. Cups out. Um, Tutu Atwell's in as a backup. Uh, yeah, he played yesterday. He had three receptions for 19 yards. It's probably why I didn't see his name too much pop up because <laughs> it was a snooze fest. I mean, Russell Wilson, uh, he just he got hurt in Seattle last year, and then he gets dumped to Denver, and I just don't think he was ever the same. I, I don't, I don't really know what it was. I don't know if I would necessarily blame Russell or you blame the coaches or his team or like who do you blame? But I mean, I guess the best course of action is just to. I guess let Hackett walk. I mean, you, you got you, you got to work with, you know, going looking towards the future. And if you want to promise uh, Broncos fans that something is going to be done and a, a, a new a new future is to be developed uh, without multiple first round draft picks and other picks, um, I think hiring the coach was probably a smart move. I mean, sad for him, you know, getting fired right after Christmas. But I mean. Hi, it's it was it was a very tough watch for Broncos fans. Very good game for LA Rams fans. You know, a little bit of Christmas uh, joy for them or holiday joy. Last <laughs> second to last day of Hanukkah for those who celebrate Hanukkah. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was definitely a terrible game. And Denver almost costed me my championship uh, round. So I mean, I didn't win the championship yet, but I would have been eliminated before it even started, and it would have been because Denver would have gotten so many negative points. But so yeah, I I think what the Broncos did was kind of savage. I don't know if you saw this, but Adam Schefter is reporting that the interim head coach for the Broncos now is the senior assistant uh, Jerry Roseberg, and he's the guy that Nathaniel Hackett brought in to help him with clock management strategy when people were saying he didn't know how to manage the clock. There was that one game where he called like three timeouts at the end of it, just between them, his opponent kneeling the ball, just because it seemed like he didn't know what he was doing, you know? Yeah. Or maybe he wanted to just be a jerk, but I don't know. It, yeah. So they fired the guy that they brought in and then gave the promotion to the guy that the guy they brought in brought in. Yeah. Very interesting. And Um, I don't know if that was necessarily just a shot. A shot or like just like a 
just like a any sort of diss by Denver. I just think that in a situation where you're desperate, you, you kind of just have to hire within. Um, right. Cause most interim head coaches are just like, like within the organization. So it's like, Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's just, Except it's for just Jeff Saturday. Jeff because Saturday. We, we, we still love Jeff Saturday or I still love Jeff Saturday. Well, didn't Jeff Saturday, what was Jeff Saturday before he was head coach? High school head coach. Okay. He skipped college. Yeah. He just <laughs> went right to the pros. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I don't think the team likes Russ. If I'm being completely honest, there's a video of like Cortland Sutton's on like an out route just to the first down marker and he's open. He gets open and Russ like throws the ball like super deep and it's incomplete. And Cortland Sutton's just standing there like jumping up and down upset that they didn't get the first down because Russ wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I, I don't know what Russ is really doing right now. I He just – he doesn't look like the same quarterback that he had been the last, you know, seven years almost. It's it's really depressing because it's almost like he's showing his age, but also, like, he's not old enough to be really, really showing his age because you, you see quarterbacks – like, you put Tom Brady aside, you know, an exception, but, like, quarterbacks even in their, like, early to mid-30s, like they age, but like most of like the the top guys still play pretty darn well. Like you, you can you you can like argue that, but like it, it's really it, like I, I'm thinking of multiple quarterbacks just in my head, and I'm not gonna name them all off because it's just a waste of time. But like more or less, like um, it, it, it you know in your early to mid 30s, you should not be showing like age until like I think towards the point of like 34, 35 is when it's really like all right, it, it's coming, but not yet. Cause they start making like those mistakes again. Um, I noticed that a lot with Ben Roethlisberger. I think, I think he, you know, he developed, he, he did the team really well over the couple of years that he was around, but towards the end, um, he definitely was showing a little bit of age, but Russ, he, he's, I don't, I don't know offhand what, what his age is. Um, 34. 34. Yeah. I mean, it's really depressing because you know, you, you could definitely get at least two solid more years out of him if he was like still playing as well as he was, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think so he might he be actually, good yeah because did he time did he tie touchdowns for most uh bathrooms in his house i think i th- uh, think he did throw a touchdown yesterday did um, he throw a touchdown he well did. i know pat that was the nickelodeon uh stream he did he got to 12 he has exactly as many touchdowns as, as he has bathrooms. bathrooms in his house so yeah. congrats russell wilson but the nickelodeon stream they had patrick star doing some awesome <laughs> yeah. commentary and russell wilson got uh picked off by his former teammate Bobby Wagner and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson or Patrick Starr said, Oh, that's not what Russ wanted to happen. I don't think he wanted to cook that. And yeah, then the co- other commentators like, yeah, he burnt what he was cooking. <laughs> yeah. And that's where all the it, memes are coming from where he said, just started roasting Russell Wilson. Yeah. Just very unfortunate in Denver right now. I, I hope you guys can bounce back, but I mean, you guys are gonna have to look towards free agency, and not as much towards um, uh, draft because you don't have a lot of draft picks. But you know what? That might add another uh, option for uh, Jimmy G if he actually does enter the uh, free agency market. Because the also the uh, I'm theorizing that if San Francisco does well, they might hold on to Jimmy G. Like if they win a Super Bowl or something, they might keep him along. 
So, but, but, but you know, by the time free agency comes along, you're going to have him going to every team. So we've got I, him staying with the 49ers. You've got him going to the Jets and you've got him going to the Patriots. And now you've got him going to the Broncos. Okay. But like, these are all like theories. Like I'm not, I'm not going to make an absolute prediction until the end of the end, end of the season, like after Super okay. Bowl. Because okay. like because these are all just like predictions. Because like in any sense of like like in any sort of ideology, like you could literally if like any team can make like some drastic move, like at any point like after like right before the draft, you'd be like oh shoot, or like during the draft, all of a sudden it's like oh um you know I mean Denver can't do this, but it's like oh the Patriots trade two first round picks away for um um uh uh. uh to a tug of Ilo, that, that's not going to happen. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. But like, y- we've seen Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, you know, J- Russell Wilson, and we, we've seen quarterback trades happen. It's not unlikely that something random, weird can happen because the NFL is likes their trades as of the last decade. So, um, so it'll be interesting. Well, so then staying kind of on the where, what's going to happen with this quarterback train of thought. What's going to happen with Zach Wilson? I mean, this guy, he he's going to lose his job. He's the number two pick from the 2021 draft. Um, Trevor Lawrence was the only quarterback picked in front of him. Mm-hmm. He lost yesterday to Trevor Lawrence. Another yeah. game where he couldn't put up any points. Uh, the only points that they got was a field goal. The score was 19-3. to Jaguars won. I mean, Jaguars are leading the AFC South now because the Texans beat the Titans. Yeah, Titans not looking too hot right now. I mean, Jets were looking at a playoff push, and now Zach Zach Wilson's not starting this Sunday. It's already Mike White's already been named the starter. Yeah, and people are saying, okay, they're done with Zach Wilson, which sucks because it's only his second year, and he doesn't really seem like he's a terrible guy. Um, probably needs some media training. And I think he did get some because his press conference this last game was a lot better than the Patriots game. But what do you do with Zach Wilson? Uh, you know, I would, um, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, you really can't do a lot. I mean, I mean, he just got drafted, what, two years ago now? One year, it was, it's, it's, if this is only his second uh, season, you know, he'll yeah. be, he'll be a year three next year. Um, his rookie contract won't be up for another year or two. Uh, they probably won't continue to have his fifth year option. So they'll probably just let it go. But I mean, the only thing you really can do is just have Mike white start and have Zach Wilson be the backup. I mean, you could try to trade Zach Wilson, but I don't know how that would all work. Um, or if anybody would really want him as a backup at any point. Cause he's not, it's not like he's like a solid starter. Like you can tell that he is like, struggling he's not really i mean he's winning some games like at the beginning of the season he was but like now he almost looks like so so bad like it's almost like concerningly bad like i would i personally wouldn't want him on my team if i if i was in the like if i was an nfl gm or coach i I don't know where i would even put him i would i would take my if if brock purdy can do well with a stud team i I i'm gonna take my chances getting an xfl quarterback right now over zach wilson um is that a is that a bad is that a bad take? Maybe, but in fairness, <laughs> in fairness, he's not playing good. And um, I think PJ he, Walker to the Jets. You heard it here first. Uh, you know, uh, maybe not PJ Walker, but um, 
But I mean, it, it really it really puts up the question. I think you just put Zach Wilson at backup for the rest of the year and then all next season and see how Mike White does. If if Mike White can be as consistent as he was those couple of games where he had like 200, 300 yards passing, uh, you you have a really solid quarterback in Mike White. Um, and then you just leave Zach Wilson to be the backup until his contract runs out, let him go to free agency. And if somebody is needs a backup quarterback or a QB3 to their practice squad, Zach Wilson might be the guy. But, you know, um, not every quarterback – that's drafted in the first round, second round is ever, you know, not nothing is solidified ever. So unfortunately for Zach Wilson, he's hasn't proved himself. So he might have to just be a certified bench warmer. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. We we did talk about that game on Friday. So yes. I just wanted to get thoughts with Mike White being named the starter now. Um other Let's just move on to the next quarterback news while we're at it. Tua is once again in concussion protocol. Yep. Um, so he played, they played the Packers and this, this was a really weird game because in my opinion, I was watching it. It was really the only game that I enjoyed watching on Christmas day. The score ended up being 26 to 20 um, with the Packers winning. But if you were watching the game and only watched the first half, you probably would not have expected that. So what someone did is they went and found where Tua got hit the hardest. And it was on a play where he went, uh, he kind of went out of the pocket and then he got sacked and spun around and his head got slammed into the ground. I don't remember if they pulled Tua at any point, but after that, before and after that play. So before that play, Tua was 9 for 12, 229 yards, 19.1 yards per average or per attempt, uh, one touchdown and zero interceptions. And his deep ball was fantastic. He had a couple really good deep throws. Post-concussion, he was 7 for 13, so that's almost 50%, uh, 81 yards. His average dropped to 6.2 yards per attempt, so nearly a third of what he was at and zero touchdowns, three interceptions. And the Packers ended up winning that game that no one thought the Packers should win. Yeah. I definitely didn't think that the Packers should have won that game, but now they keep their playoff hopes alive and Miami's begin to dwindle as well as the jets. Um, But it's very, uh, it's very interesting. Um, You know, the whole two situations, crazy Um, concussions are wild. I mean, especially, I mean, they, if I was Miami, I would just, I mean, it's, it's really tough, a tough call, but like, do you continue to let Tua play? Even if he passes concussion protocol this week, do you have him go in this week and play? Cause I think they play, um, if I'm not wrong, I think Miami plays the jets this week. Weirdly enough. I think they, or no, they play the uh, new England Patriots. They play the Pats. So um, yeah, so they'll play the Patriots this week. Um, The jets will play Seattle. That's who it is. And then the Jets play Miami, their last game, and the Patriots play, I think, Buffalo is their last game. Um, but more or less, like, I, would you even – I mean, at, you have playoff hopes alive, but, like, would you risk hurting your quarterback to slide in as the seventh seed into playoffs or the sixth seed and risk an entire future b- because, like, Tua is a good quarterback. He's going to be great, continuing to get great. I mean, he looks good or he looks relatively good, I should say, but these concussions are really killing him. I think this is what his third now 
if he's in concussion protocol again? Uh, the one was kind of alleged when he kind of stumbled and they said that he didn't have a concussion. This is his second time actually being in the protocol itself, though. Okay, so it's a t- it's it's really a, an unfortunate call because like either you you put in your backup who is Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, who who is a who is a pretty okay uh, quarterback too, but like. Do you bench Tua for the well-being of him, or do the Miami Dolphins see how it goes? And if he passes concussion protocol, like just have him run through the next two weeks? Because I personally don't think it's worth it being this, like on the the uh, the end of the season. Because right now, like if Miami loses out, and like there's a bunch of weird things that can happen. But I just looked at some things. The Steelers have a four percent chance to make it, and it's on Miami's demise. So, or the Chargers demise, but Miami's more realistic I guess at this point. Um, so, but yeah. I mean, that's an that's an interesting point. Like do you bench Tua knowing you'll probably miss the playoffs? And honestly, I'm kind of going to agree with yes, you do bench him knowing you'll probably miss the playoffs, mainly because your team just hasn't been that hot. If if you're going to be a playoff team, you have to be hot going into December and coming out of December. That's just the way it goes. Um, obviously, September and October are still important, but it's in December when you get that momentum and you build that each week. And you can maybe lose one one week of the four weeks in December. Yeah. But the fact is, like, playoff teams win in December. It's just the way it goes. If you go and look at most, if not all, of – the teams that are locked in for the playoffs have won all of their December games or at least over half of them. Yeah. You can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lose in December. It's, it's part of the way football is. It's one of the reasons December football is so much fun to watch because that's when December, when uh, the playoff teams get going, when momentum's playing, everyone's playing their best or their worst football Dolphins just haven't been playing their best football in December. That's the way it's gone. And it's nothing. It could be like, hey, maybe there's something with Mike McDaniel, first-year coach. People caught on to that. Could be that. Could be that Tua has been in and, out, in and out of concussion protocol. Could be a variety of things. But I think you bench Tua knowing you have a great team. You still have Jalen Waddle on his rookie contract. Jeff Wilson's been playing well. Raheem Mostert's been playing well. Tyreek Hill is locked up for the next few years. Just don't don't do anything stupid knowing they're they're eight and seven right now. So even if they make the playoffs, they're gonna be a low seed and they're gonna end up having to play the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bengals. One one of those three for sure is who they're gonna end up playing. And the Bengals and have been hot. The Bills Bengals have been are hot. good. Kansas City's been good. So it's like Bengals it's a- are hot. Um Bills are gonna have home field advantage. And so Miami would have to travel to Buffalo in the playoffs. And then the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, do yeah. do you really do you really want to play the Chiefs in the playoffs? The Chiefs are the one team I want to avoid in the playoffs. Even though the Bengals haven't lost to them yet, it's still that giant you don't want to cross unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think because you don't want a situation where a player 
it gets so concussed or so hurt to the point where they can't play anymore. And we know that in Miami, Tua is the future at quarterback for the Dolphins. And I don't think it's worth risking Tua's health for a seventh seed playoff run where you're probably just going to get eliminated anyway. And then in maybe two years, Tua gets like maybe two or three more over the course of two or three years. And then he has to retire because too many concussions. I mean, it's a situation where it's like time and time again. I mean, you're getting hit in high school, you know, all the way you're getting hit from the time you start playing football to high school, to college, to the NFL. And if he's already in a second concussion protocol this year, and then he gets multiple more, it, it might just be too much. And then you could end up, you could end up developing like a CTE or something like that. You don't want that to happen, but you just, you hope that it doesn't. And I, I think Miami would be smart if they just benched him. I think, and I know this, he isn't in concussion protocol, but as of right now, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be starting next week either for Philly. I think Gardner is going to go back in against the Saints, which I think is a good move because regardless if, if Jalen Hurts was healthy or not, um, the Eagles just have to win, I think, one more game and then one or two more. I think they have to either win out or – I know if they beat Dallas this past week, they would have clinched the first seed. Um, I don't know how it goes now. I think if they win one more, I think they clinch the first first. They're playing the Saints and the Giants. So they're going to win one of those games. Yeah, and, and Minshew's been – Minshew played really good against the Cowboys, who are also a very, very good team, and it was a divisional game. So um, – I just I think it's smart when teams don't jump the gun um, on a player. I, I saw even the Steelers did it with Kenny. Kenny went into his second concussion protocol. He looked okay to start, I believe, against the Carolina Panthers, and they didn't. They went with Mitch, and um, it, it was an interesting move. But um, I mean, we got the win nonetheless. So um, I, I think sometimes it's just the smarter move to just let your quarterback rest or let your top player rest until the end of the season. Because like for the Rams, I don't even think they're not going to bring Cooper cup back. Why would you bring Cooper cup back for the next two games? It means nothing. Just let him sit out, let him rest up his injury and then let him come back better than ever next year. And I think that's what it's an Andrew Luck situation. Exactly. And I was going to mention him. I just, I just don't want to see Tua end up like Andrew Luck in like the, in a very similar situation. So you know but exactly exactly um i think that's oh mac jones i know you didn't yeah. see the play go google the play go google the play later and i did not know this beforehand but my boy george ioka who used to play for the Bengals, he he tweeted this out he said hey refs um on a turnover it's illegal to go below the waist and aim for someone's knee on a tackle so why when I believe Jermaine Pratt got the turnover and he was running it back, Eli Apple went to go block for Jermaine Pratt and Mac Jones dove at Mac Jones or at Eli Apple's knee and Eli Apple was not happy about that for obvious reasons. Apparently this has happened before. This isn't something that people say is new they're saying like this is just the first time that it's happened on a big enough because i believe the Bengals patriots game was the national game on whatever network it was on i think cbs and people were saying like no he does this all the time this isn't new for mac jones so like why is he not being punished why is mac jones 
Mac Jones is kind of seen as this golden boy. I feel like that he, I don't, I don't know why he hasn't done anything spectacular to me. He's supposed to be the next Tom Brady, but I'm still not seeing why he should be starting over Bailey Zappi. Yeah, it's it's weird, but the NFL really has. I, I'm sure you've seen this time and time again, just over the years. Um, the NFL just loves protecting their golden boys. Uh, I hate to be like that, but they just do. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like you'll have two separate plays happen in very similar fashions, whether it's like a sacking the quarterback and it's called for roughing the passer, and it's two separate things. But if it's a quarterback that's not like, you know, somebody that they are you know, promoting and praising and stuff. It's just, they're like, oh, we didn't see that. And I don't know why that is. I feel like there should be, I, I didn't, I really, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see the game. So it's like, where were the refs looking? Like, were they, did they just not see it? Were they just paying attention to the, like the overall, like, you know, uh, turnover or whatnot? But like, it just, I mean, maybe the golden boy thing may be a little too much. Maybe that's more of a conspiracy rather than anything. But I, I just feel like it needs to be talked about a little bit, maybe discussed at some point. But um, it, it is very questionable because why is Mac Jones not getting punished? Why has nobody really been talking about it before if it has happened? Like, I, I don't watch Patriots games, so Patriots fans would know if it happens more. Or or the team that the Patriots are playing, their fan base would know since it, none of their games mostly have been, like, super nationally televised this year. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think Mac Jones has ever been, like, stud quarterback i think he's a good a little bit above average quarterback at best right now um i agree that bailey zappy didn't get a shot but yeah i mean mean, this is this isn't like me like attacking mac jones as a person but no no i think he needs like at least someone to talk to him and be like hey you can't do this maybe we weren't clear about that give him that rule because a he's gonna hurt a defender b he can hurt himself c it's a, it's not legal in the game. Um, yeah. And I, so he needs someone to teach him at least. And cause the way he like dove, he could have given himself a concussion. He could have hit, uh, Eli's knee and caused him to hurt his ACL. Okay. Real it, quick, real quick. Um, did he go in helmet first? I believe so. Okay. That is so unbelievably dangerous because, um, we, I, I, I mean, you, you probably would know this Ryan Shazier for the Steelers went headfirst in for a tackle and literally paralyzed himself and never played in the NFL again. Like he has never stepped foot in a Steelers uniform as a player ever again, because of that, it is so dangerous to go headfirst, whether it is to the knee or whatnot. Um, I mean, you get your like, and I, and I understand what you're saying about Mac Jones. Like you're not, we're not talking about him as a person it has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with how the person is when they play like you can have the dirtiest person in the world and then be a super nice guy outside and be a very good volunteer like you know i i talk football a lot but even in hockey and stuff like that like um i believe the guy's name is actually tom wilson um he's kind of he's a very bad dirty player he gets suspended all the time always gets fined but outside of it, he's he's not a horrible guy. He checks in on the guys to make sure they're okay after he hurts them and stuff. And I mean, that's not a that's not the best thing in the world. But he's not a he's not a terrible guy. And you're and I know you're not looking at his outlook as a human. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the dirtiness of his playing style. And um, I think it needs to be addressed or at least talked to by the by Bill Belichick. I mean, I don't know why he Bill Belichick shouldn't be condoning this, but 
Um, then again, I guess Bill Belichick probably just doesn't care because there's been all those scandals in the past. So he's probably like, eh, <laughs> what's another scandal? So, so I did find apparently uh, Mac Jones did make a statement. So mm. Eli Apple's official statement was he tripped me. I thought it was a dirty play. He's done that before. I've seen it. End quote. Mac Jones's response on a radio interview today, Monday, was I went down in front of him to kind of get in the way to stop him from slowing down Taekwon, who obviously couldn't make the tackle there, he said on WEEI. So just kind of went down in front of him trying to stop a fast guy from getting to another fast guy. It's a split second decision. And there's a lot that goes into it. You're out there trying to compete. It's a physical game. So just try to help the team win. I have all the respect for Eli and the Bengals. They played a great game, so there's no hard feelings and definitely no intention to hurt anybody on that play. Nor do I believe that what I'm playing quarter or nor do I believe that when I'm playing quarterback, that's what the defense is intending to do. I get hit a lot too. We're all out there playing hard. It's just part of the game. Um and then this article, which is off of ESPN, by the way, says Jones was asked if he was aware the play had been ruled incomplete and stopped. No, honestly, was just playing the play. I saw Taekwon running and we were running to get him, he said. At that point, you have to play the play all the way through because you don't know what's happening. If they're going to review it, if they're not going to re- review it. So just had to play it through and try to make the right play and slow everything down. Um, so that's by an art. That's from an article by Mike Reese on ESPN. So thank you, Mike. But yeah, I mean, he responded to it very professionally. At least he didn't pull like a Zach Wilson where he was like, "Yeah, I did that. I didn't see anything wrong with it," or something <laughs> like that. Um, I give him credit for that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely think he should. You know, I think it should be addressed by the coach. I think Bill Belichick or somebody within the organization of the Patriots should at least address the situation before it gets bad or before Mac Jones hurts himself, he hurts somebody else, or it becomes a suspension or fine or something ridiculous by the NFL. So they are investigating it, so he might get fined. We'll see what happens. But okay, yeah, um, I did not know that. So good, good to know. I just, I just saw that too. Yeah, it says Mac Jones could face fine for a low hit on Eli Apple. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, moving on, let's let's get tonight's game down. There's about 30-some minutes before the game starts, but it's Colts versus the Chargers. I believe they're playing in Indy. Who do you got? Uh, you know, um, I, I um, it, the, the, Chargers, um, the Chargers have been playing good. I don't think the Colts have been playing as good, but I, I think that there might be a Christmas miracle happening the day after Christmas in Indianapolis. I, I do think the Colts are going to come out on top. Um, you got Nick Foles going in who, um, I don't know. I just, I, I have a lot of faith in the confidence in Nick Foles. I mean, we saw Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger and none, none of them have really done anything. They're thrown in Nick Foles, see what happens. And, um, you know, I, I really, I'm really feeling a, a solid, like Nick Foles, Indianapolis Colts win here tonight over the Chargers. I'm also rooting for the Colts because I need the Chargers to lose out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we go, Steelers, let's go. But, um. Uh, yeah, I actually, um, I do think the Colts are going to win. I actually picked them in pickums this week, just based on Nick Foles. Um, I picked Trace McSorley in Arizona yesterday. However, that didn't go well because they lost obviously over time, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the uh, QB three this week, Nick Foles and the Indianapolis Colts. So, okay. You know, there's, I have absolutely no reason for doing this. 
stats are all looking the other way. So if I were to be like Brandon Staley, I would be saying, oh, yep, got to go where the stats lead me and go Chargers. But I'm, I feel, I'm with you. I feel something in the air. Um, I'm going to go Indianapolis. I'm going to be yeah. a homer for this one. It's just, it's just something, man. I, I, don't, I, I can't explain it. I'm just like very confident in the Colts. And I think Arizona could have beaten Tampa Bay uh, yesterday, but I just – um, just something just didn't click right, but I, I think uh, I think there's a difference of quarterbacks when it comes to Nick Foles and Trace McSorley. Um, I, I, nothing against Trace, um, but Nick Foles does have uh, some a lot more, a lot, lot more of experience in in different atmospheres. This isn't his first rodeo, so let's oh, go Colts. It? This, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, he's not Super Bowl MVP, baby. But um, yeah, Nick Foles rooting for him this week or tonight in forty minutes, not this week. I mean, I guess I could root for him this week too. And who do the Colts play this week? I, I didn't look at the schedule for the Colts. Um, Colts uh, play. They play the Chargers this week tonight. Well, I meant I meant like after the Chargers. I mean, like they play the Giants like on Dude. New Year's Day. Colts are going all the way, man. Well, not this year. Maybe next year, though. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. That's like me saying the Steelers are going to go all the way. The first they have to, real quick before we end the show, I just want to like put well, in. We the... still have to pick our tight ends. But... Oh yeah, we do have to pick the tight ends. Um, but before we go into that, um, in order for the Steelers to make playoffs, the Steelers need the Jets and the Patriots to lose one of their two last games. So the Patriots have to either lose to Buffalo. And or Miami, and then the Jets have to lose to Seattle or Miami, and then we need the Steelers to win out, so they need to beat the Ravens and the and the Browns, and then we also need either the Chargers to lose out or the Miami Dolphins to lose out. It doesn't have to be both; it just has to be one of them. And the Jets and the Patriots have to lose one of their next two games, and then the Steelers easy. have to win both. Yeah, it's 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 really easy. Yeah. I mean, then again, last year we weren't supposed to make it either. So, but I just I I, th- I saw that today. I was like, that is so freaking weird. But whatever. Uh, all right, yeah, let's get into some um, tight ends here. I think we should only go two tight ends. Okay, that's fine. I don't, I don't... also I I was listening to Pat McAfee, and he was complaining about something about the Pro Bowl. Christian McCaffrey didn't make it, so that's some BS. I yeah. I just. I just haven't nah, – yeah, that just <laughs> – why not? They didn't get voted in. I, I haven't looked at the, the Pro Bowl. I, I really want to see who got <laughs> – Yeah, I, I haven't looked at it yeah, either, but I was like – I, I really want to Mc... see who they picked over him. I, I was definitely that. like, Christian McCaffrey's in the Pro Bowl. Like, that's obvious, right? Nope, not according to Pat McAfee. But, yeah, let's pick our tight ends. Um, I'll go right. first because you went first last time. Mm-hmm. And you took Tyreek Hill, which is a weird pick. But um, anyway, first pick, going Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey doesn't make it to the Pro Bowl as a tight end, there's some someone's cheating. Somebody's dude's cheating. Basically a wide, dude's basically a wide receiver on his team. Okay, uh, who you got? So um, I'm going with a guy who actually popped off yesterday, um, or I guess uh, – and over the last couple of days, I don't know. He, I don't think he played yesterday. Um, not entirely sure. 
Um, I'm really blanking. All right, sorry. TJ Hawkinson. Going with TJ Hawkinson. Oh, Hawk, Hawk popped off. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkinson, he he popped off. He was projected like 12 points in fantasy. Got me 35. Absolute menace this week. And then not only that, but TJ, he's just been very consistent. This is like pretty, pretty solid tight end this year. Um, this is the second huge game of the year. Uh, he had a big game against Seattle this earlier this year. Um, you know, I think he's doing wonders for Minnesota. I, I really think he's a big asset for the team. And um, yeah, I'm going with uh, TJ Hawkinson for mine. So I had to Google NFL tight ends. Okay. My mind just completely blanked. Um, going to go George Kittle. Yeah, you know, I was looking at George Kittle actually, um, or considering so. him. But I have um, two leading men in a uh, tight end university. And then um, I'm going to go with um, somebody that's actually slowed down a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but somebody that did play good at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, I, it was kind of a toss up because at first I was going to go Evan Ingram, but he didn't start popping off for the next, except the last couple of weeks. But somebody that's, you know, always, you know, the homie got to go with, uh, got to go with Mark Andrews here. Interesting. I feel like he kind of fell off. He he did kind of fall off, but I feel like just also like my picks and necessarily, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Andrews got voted in just because everybody knows who Mark Andrews is when it comes to tight ends, because it's, it's also like when the pro bowl is voted, it's also very fan based. So like when somebody gets voted into the pro bowl, um, like obviously like there's other factors and stuff, but a lot of the fan vote has to go into it too. So like, they, like the Steelers wanted um, Kenny Pickett to be voted in for the Pro Bowl, and like I guess if he would have gotten a lot of votes, he would have gotten in somehow. Yep. I don't think he's Pro Bowl worthy this year, he but like, not. but like the ideology that he could have <laughs> been voted in just kind of stuns me a little bit, you know. So, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. I just based on the name and maybe he'll pop, pop off once Lamar Jackson comes back. I hope not though, because I need him to not pop off next week against the Steelers. We need the Steelers to, we need them to chug along. We need them to get the seventh seed. If they get into the playoffs, I'm going to throw something. It'll be really okay. funny. It'll well, be really funny. There we go. There's, there's our Pro Bowl tight ends. Um, that's going to be all for today. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed the show please give it five stars on whatever platform you're listening to uh share it with your friends like follow subscribe do all the things um find us on instagram at no butts underscore show uh by email no or email is different bull moose podcast two at gmail.com and on twitter i'm on there josh underscore butts underscore 2001 i was on there last night roasting tom brady and i still do firmly believe that tom brady has decided that he's not going to start playing until there's 10 minutes left in the game (laughs) i hope everyone had a great christmas and uh i'll see you all on wednesday Uh, yep